Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Ricky Thompson joins us, 365 Sports, every Wednesday in the 4 o'clock hour. Ricky, thanks for your time. You played the game. You played at Baylor. You're a broadcaster, the sideline reporter for Baylor. You're a businessman in Waco, what is kind of what you hear the most right now when people ask you or talk about Baylor football? Oh, I think Smokey Peters, one word would be disappointed. Uh, I think more than anything, and I don't know that that points any one direction. I think it's just disappointment that the uh, fact that you're where you are with a three and six record, uh, one game that you've won at home, not against a power five team. I, I think it's a disappointment. I think everybody, including myself, thought we'd be better than we are. But, I mean, it's not the first time that's happened. I think in 21, we didn't expect to win the championship either if you were truthful about it before the year. So, man, this is an unknown game. But I can tell you that uh, Macro, Dave Aranda, me, nobody else really expected uh, what we've seen so far. And the record is certainly disappointing. Ricky, what are the uh, wide receivers lacking? Like, where are they missing on that in their development? Because that over the last couple of years, outside of when you have a you know somebody like Taekwon or someone that's just a blazing fast athlete, they just seem to to miss at that position a little bit more. Well, I you know I think it can point to a lot of things. I I think part of that is that there's probably more pressure on those guys outside this year with the lack of a running game that we've had the last two or three years. I think the fact that you've really struggled with the run has put more of a focus on those guys outside. And the other thing it's done is create more responsibility or need on their part to get open and make plays and help Blake be competitive back there. And we've seen that a couple of games. I think, Keytron finally has played well the last couple games. Of course, he's been he was out last week, but Cincinnati and Iowa State, I thought he made some really nice plays. The catch he got knocked out on was a tremendous catch across the middle, and it, it cost him a concussion and, and missing last week. But, you know, I, I, it, it's hard to answer. It's I try to watch them specifically at times, and it, it's – hard to tell really because I don't know that the the routes that are called but I think sometimes maybe they don't put enough pressure on corners as far as 
I mean, we're always taught get on top of the guy, make him change his direction, make him flip his hips, turn him inside or out, and then when you do, get around fast, flip your head around fast, be ready for the ball. And I, I just think some of that has been a struggle in that on occasions, Blake hasn't been able to sit there and deliver the ball on time like he needs to. And on other occasions, receivers haven't done what they need to do to get open and help him out. So I think it's a, I think it's a mixture of both. And I think, as I've told you all before, I think that develops over time with success and they just haven't had a lot of that to build on for various reasons. And some of that starts up front with your offensive line. I think the changes they've made there were probably good changes. It's put some freshmen up front, which we know that's painful at times to watch, but I think long-term that change will, will be good. But uh, I think we've got talent out there. I just I really don't have an answer as to why there's not more success out there than there has been. Yeah, and it feels like, I mean, everything eventually does roll back to the offensive line. You know, why don't we have more downfield passing? Well, Blake Shapin doesn't have but a half a second before he's getting hit in the chest by somebody, you know, half the time or, or what have you. But, uh, Ricky, what do you make of the, the running back rotation and just how that's sort of been divvied up this year? You know, there's been a lot of discussion about Richard Reese. Um, he comes in there, gets a carry. There's immediately a, a, a very uh, harmful uh, holding penalty that pushes them back, and they have to settle for a field goal eventually. We've seen a lot of Dawson Pendergrass. We've seen some Dom Richardson. Just what have you kind of made of that room as the year's gone on and, and how you've sort of seen that, uh, you know, usage uh, between the guys? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Craig, this is me talking on this one, and I don't know that that's the reason, but I think part of the reason you've seen Pendergrass in there more than what we expected is because of the offensive line and the learning stage they're in and the difficulties they've had up front. He's got the ability to to move some people on his own, which Richard Reese doesn't. I don't think Dominic does either, Dominic Richardson. Uh, that kid's tough, and he can move the line of scrimmage when maybe there's not – uh, a lot of space there. I do think his vision's really good, though, and he will find the open spot. Now, he can't hit it as quick as as Reese or Richardson can, that's for sure. But I, I don't know if, if if I had to guess, I think that's why we've seen more Pendergrass and maybe less of Richard Reese at 175 pounds, whatever, maybe 180, I doubt it. Uh, it's pretty tough to run between the tackles when there's not much space there when you weigh 175 or 180. All right, Ricky, um, there was a stat that Jerry Hill put up about the youth of those who have pretty much played most of the snaps out of 50-something of the names of the players. Like, I think 34, whatever number it was, are freshmen and sophomores. As you look forward, is that something that has to be considered or taken into consideration based on whatever Baylor decides to do with their football program after this year? Uh, absolutely. I think it has to. And then that that brings up two questions, Smokey. Number one, why are we having to play freshmen and sophomores versus your upperclassmen? And then on the positive side, you are playing them. And I think we've seen – in the secondary, now in the offensive line, and at running back, that these are these are pretty good dudes. They can play, and I think those recruiting classes of the last two years were were probably the best they've had since this regime has been here. And I think that speaks well. So, for the future, yes, I think you have to consider it. Uh, 
you, uh, and again, both ways. Why are they playing? And then since they are, that has to bode well for future years if those guys have that kind of experience because on a really good football team, you're not going to have that many freshmen playing. No way. It's just not going to happen. You may have two, three, maybe four, but not 34, 35, 40 freshmen and sophomore guys playing on a really good football team. But that doesn't mean they won't be awfully good football players in the next couple of years. They just have to make sure that they're awfully good football players here, Ricky. And that, that's the hardest part is you're going to have to put up a force field around Waco and make sure the transfer portal isn't gravel. Well, and, and I think that's why you start recruiting those guys right now. Uh, I think that that's not something you wait till the end of the year. I, I'm hoping that those discussions are already taking place. So we need you here. Of course, this NIL, who knows? It, it's that's a crazy world. But I, I would hope that there's some involvement now of trying to make sure that these guys are taken care of, that they're going to be here, that this is the place they want to be. But uh, to your to your point, Paul, you got to recruit those guys before you recruit the new ones, <laughs> because if you start losing them, you're in real trouble. Ricky, have you seen much of Kansas State this year? Yeah, unfortunately, I have. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, uh, I think they're pretty good. I I think this they're back to the old era of Kansas State football, where they're just no mistakes, really good offensive and defensive. They play great defense, nothing real elaborate or exciting on offense, except they just move the ball and score. Uh, this this looks like the old K-State to me. And remember, guys, those were pretty good football teams in those uh, years when they were like that. And I think Kleiman's done a really good job coming in there and rebuilding that back to what it was before uh, they showed us here last year. They were really good. And I think uh, – uh, frankly, they should have won last week in Austin. Uh, missed a couple of kicks, or they would have. So, yeah, I, I think they're a really good football team, and we know how they are in Manhattan. Uh, championship year up there, we beat we them, what, 20 to 10, barely. And uh, that was a game where Gary Bohannon got hurt. Remember, he hurt his hamstring. Shapin came in. First plays in the game was fourth and something. He's throwing the ball. A yep. freshman running on the field. So, I thought that was pretty impressive and a really impressive road win in that championship year because that, that is a hard place to play and win. It's a great location as far as the, 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 the atmosphere, that fan base, is. that's what they have. That's what they do. Obviously, Jerome Tang's trying to give them a, a back to where they have been before in Kansas State basketball. So uh, this is a team that will beat you up, and we've seen them do that. They did it to Houston uh, just recently. Uh, the, the the possibility of Baylor not winning another game, it's there because then they play TCU and they never seem to play well against TCU. Ricky, what, what happens? What do you think? Not I'm asking you about the coaching and the change or anything like that, putting you on the spot with that, but what, what happens when you're in a funk in a team and just everyone's against you right now? How hard is that to get to the bunker mentality of them against the world? Man, it's really hard. I've, I've, I've been there. We were 2-9 and nine my sophomore year at Baylor, and I'm telling you, late in the year, it was tough because you, you, were, you were beat up physically, and I'm not so sure that that's as bad as the part of being beat up mentally. And, uh, I mean, these guys hear things. They're, they're not 
social media nowadays, I mean, it's hard to keep secrets. They know what people are saying. They know what they think. And that's hard on those guys. And it's, it's hard to recover. And it's just like winning. I mean, it just seems like you end up making plays or go back to that championship year. I mean, there's, there's two or three games in there. We could have just as easily lost as one. And this year, you're losing those where in 21 you were winning them. And I just think that funk is really hard to get out of. Uh, it takes somebody making plays. It takes winning one. You're not supposed to win. Uh, things can change quickly. The problem you got now is you got three games left. And I think that makes it smoke even more difficult to, to ride a ship that's really struggled. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time, Ricky. Appreciate your time today and every week. Thanks, guys. Ricky Thompson, former Baylor wide receiver, played in the NFL with Washington, um, and, and also the sideline reporter for Baylor Radio. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.